What was that, karate? What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, been doing it long? Yeah, a while. Ever use it? A couple times, you know. Bet you kick some ass, huh? Welcome to Karate Kid Minute, a podcast where we discuss the original 1984 classic, The Karate Kid, one gate-kicking minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And joining us on this Friday from the Everlasting Minute is David Kincannon. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a it's been a fun week. Yeah. This is Minute 6 of The Karate Kid. It begins with our first karate kick of the movie and ends with Daniel already running into a jersey girl <laughs> <laughs> you can't get away from him nope. <laughs> he's like i told you i'd be back why are you here <laughs> um all right so daniel approaches the gates his hands completely occupied because he's balancing a bike and a suitcase and so he lands a devastating blow and kills a man. gate <laughs> killing someone <laughs> And, uh, yeah, uh, nice, satisfying kill. <laughs> um, have you guys ever been in a situation where you've had to kick a door down? Uh, not where I've had to. I do it for fun sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I meant like a locked door or something like that. Oh, but, <laughs> oh no. It's a regular door. Just kick it every once in a while. So Sometimes I don't like to use my hands. I just push it open with my, my I guess it's more of a push instead of a kick. Yeah. You're like, how nice are you to the door? <laughs> has there anybody has anybody ever been behind the door though? No. Luckily, I've never killed a man with a door. <laughs> yeah, me either. Me either. Uh, <laughs> Rose from Titanic has, but uh, that's another <laughs> another podcast. Um, there, I wanted to mention right off the bat, there's some bad ADR here because we hear Freddie his pained yelp like twice. He's yeah. like, ah, and then it, we get another shot and all of a sudden you hear him go, ah, <laughs> it drives me nuts when they do that. I'm like, can't you hear? Like, I can hear that very. I mean, it's not like it's a Wilhelm scream where it's justified, but yeah, it's just the, it's the same, same sound back to back. Yeah, it's totally yeah. noticeable. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, here we are. We're 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 walking in the gates of the South Seas and we meet Freddie Fer- Fernandez or like I like to call him Fairweather Freddie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, these guys, these guys are gonna be BFFs forever, right? Oh, Ever. Good old Fairweather Freddy. I, I like that their friendship starts with Daniel asking him if he's all right four times in a period of about seven <laughs> seconds. <laughs> well, if uh, you know, you knock someone down, like, like with a, I, I'm surprised how cool he is with everything. He's like, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yes, yes, Freddie Fernandez in this in this moment is the most laid back character in movie history. <laughs> yeah. He will drop you at the <laughs> as a friend easily, real easily. But right now, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I, of course, we have to mention there's a very dirty T-shirt. I've got yes, a, a PG Ugh, which I've never with. noticed before until this. When I'm, you know, scanning every little bit of the scene. Oh my god! Uh, I don't Did you guys notice it before? Nope. I think I think I've seen it before. But I, I I didn't even notice it until again this the same you know we talked about this uh, in the previous minute uh, you know like the twentieth twentieth or thirtieth time that I watched through it it took me <laughs> to realize what was happening on that t-shirt and I was like wait a minute let's just say for you know everybody can't remember this it says Macon bacon and there are two pigs on there and that's all right. I can all I can Copula- say right? copulating <laughs> yes copulating <laughs> yes, <the> scientific <laughs> term. 
uh, on the commentary, they say, oh, yeah, we had to do some editing to cover that shirt up for TV. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> I wonder, wonder how they did that. I don't know. Maybe they kind of cut the scene down a little bit. Maybe. Um, yeah, I would assume some it. kind of pan and scan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the actor is named Israel Juarbe. I, I hope I pronounced that right. Um, he did some acting on TV. He did guest spots on Cagney and Lacey, Remington Steel, Give Me a Break. Hill Street Blues, Night Court, Silver Spoons, Falcon Crest, and The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, and he also had some small parts in other movies. Um, he was the room service guy for Beverly Hills Cop. He was one of the yacht crewmen in Overboard. He was a student in Indecent Proposal. Um, but his other big credit is Angels in the Outfield, where I think he plays a baseball player in that. Yes, he plays uh, Jose Martinez, ah, who okay. is the, the second baseman for the Angels. Ah, all right. Um, he is currently a film editor, but also an inventor. Um, oh, he invented the Strogy. Uh, and if you look up on YouTube, there is a pretty humorous uh, Louise Guzman uh, advertised, like being the spokesman of the Strogy. <laughs> and it seems like it's very, like, it was shot on, like, a Super VHS camera or something like that. It's just... Uh, just like, hey, Louise, why don't we just do this commercial here? I mean, maybe he's a big believer in the strategy, but I, I should say what the strategy is. Yeah, uh, I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask. <laughs> it's a uh, little plastic billboard that you can clip to straws. So if you're at a party, you can ca- kind of have like a whatever sticker you want on there. Like, uh, your it's a happy birthday, or it's a you know cousin Larry's retirement, or something like that. You can have something on there. Or if you're just making a political statement, you can put it on there. Um, so he, he, you go to the website and you, you order custom stickers to, for your strategies. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, he did have a dot com for that, uh, but it doesn't exist anymore. However, you can still order it through his Etsy site. And I noticed on his Etsy site, he, he also sells make and bacon t-shirts. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you want to support see... Israel? <laughs> I did see a picture when I was looking, when I was trying to find the t-shirt to see what it actually said. Um, I did see a, like a picture of somebody who had a Macon Bacon t-shirt that was signed by Israel. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure if you order from his Etsy site, you'd be like, hey, 20 extra bucks for the signature. I mean, right. <laughs> um, of course, you know, then you have to have the problem of telling everybody, like, Wow, that's a that's quite a T-shirt there, Robin. Well, you know, you remember Freddie Fernandez from the Karate Kid? And he had this <laughs> shirt. Who? <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. Again, we so so we're inside the gates of the South Sea. Uh, we have some dialogue between the two of them, and oh yeah, Freddie says you must be the new people in twenty, right? And Daniel says, yeah, I guess so. And it's right during that moment where you see Daniel's eyes going from concern about Freddie to all of a sudden, what, what is this place? <laughs> Just looking around at this real shabby place that the, he's, he's stepped into. Um, so yeah, Freddie Fernandez, he's an apartment 17. So it's three doors down. Um, and, uh, but yeah, will, but will you still call him Superman? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> podcasting 101, you can't let any any reference go un, unmentioned. I got to redo these rules I wrote up. No three doors down references. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, all right, so we get the first mention of what drew Lucille to move to the West Coast. Uh, Freddie, or sorry, Daniel says, uh, uh, my mom got a job with a, some company out here, Rocket Computers, Flight of the Future. I don't know. <laughs> and then he says, it's up and coming. Uh, so uh, that's what Lucille's here for. He's She's got this job at the computer place. What, what qualifications do you think Lucille had to... Uh, nail a job that would get her all the way across the country in and at a computer job. I mean, it's I, I'm assuming if she's like immediately waitressing afterwards, like it was kind of a like a scheme almost. Yeah, unless she needed yeah. like a second job. Yeah, I I really feel like they dropped the ball in not. I mean, like it's I understand that it probably drags the plot down to spend too much time on it, but. I really want to know what happened here. <laughs> for, uh, we'll... for 30 plus years, it has been on my mind. What? Whoa. Why is she all of a sudden into restaurant management? <laughs> uh, I, I'm i just going to say we'll get to it. <laughs> going to tease it out. But it's out no. there. The explanation, uh, it, it's out there. Um, I did want to mention also, um, there's, a, there's zero mention of uh, Daniel's dad. Um, yep. And uh, I actually rewatched uh, Karate Kid 2 uh, yesterday, and Daniel does mention in that movie that his dad died. So yeah. that's what happened. There's a, love, there's a lovely scene regarding that in season two of Cobra Kai. Oh, gosh. I keep forgetting. It's one of the best scenes in like the entire series, I think, uh-huh. acting-wise. Mm-hmm. So Daniel's reaction to the pool is, is this the only pool you've got? <laughs> As if there's another pool here. Yeah. I mean, it pretty much takes up the entire center of the, the, their courtyard. You know. right. uh, now, I wonder and, if the pool was already like that, or did they have to drain it? They did. They, they drained, drained it, it specifically for the film. Uh, location manager Richard Davis says uh, this uh, this symbolized the shabby California dream that Daniel wasn't buying into yet. And uh, John Avildsen, uh mentions uh, the swan, actually. He says, I wanted a pool <laughs> at the center so I could have dirty water in it and half full with the same swan that I used in Save the Tiger. And that's okay. a 1973 film starring Jack Lemmon, which apparently also had a pool with an inflatable swan <laughs> floating in there. Like... <laughs> For all you Save the Tiger fans, if you're watching Karate Kid 11 years later, you're like, hey, 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 I got that. And make sure Good make on. sure you get make sure you get those minutes, Robin, when you go on uh, the Save the Tiger minute. I guarantee it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> somebody's somebody's going to either cover all of Avildsen's films and cover that or, I don't know, cover all of Jack Lemmon's films or something like that. I don't know. Uh, so <laughs> Freddie is intrigued. Uh, and uh, and he says, what was that karate in reaction to Daniel kicking the gate? <laughs> and I just I don't know what got Freddie thinking like, oh, he kicked a gate open. He's pretty good at karate. <laughs> I think I, I, the only thing I can think of is the he. Yeah, maybe or I guess Freddie must think that all people are into karate use that. Maybe. Um, also, he couldn't have seen that kick because it was on the other side of the gate. Yeah, that's true. Like, no, but he <laughs> felt he, it. Yeah. yeah, he sure did. He saw fence really quick and then 
someone helping him up. <laughs> I, I like that he's so confident in Daniel's ability in karate that he asked him if he could teach him. Yeah. Sensei. <laughs> Daniel's like, oh, yeah, anytime. So so Daniel must be really good at karate. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, he goes, have you been doing it long? He says, yeah, well, while. He's like, did you ever use it? <laughs> and he's like, a couple times. It's like, <laughs> I mean, honestly, do you think that Daniel actually ever used the karate? Uh, just to open that. door, just to open gates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like he could have been in many fights back home. Uh, Matt, you are into uh, some martial arts yourself. Is it? Is it? Is it Aikido, karate? Well, I've done, I've done so karate. I've done, I've done a, Aikido, yeah. But sure. uh, yeah, when you're a kid and you're and it gets around that you're in karate class, everybody <laughs> wants to fight you. Oh, sure. oh really? That's oh, you do karate? Show me. Let's fight. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So did you see? So no. 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 I'm. I'm. <laughs> weight. Weight classes are a thing for a reason. I'm a tiny person. <laughs> no amount of karate is gonna help me win a fight. <laughs> uh. All right, so then we meet the lady with dog as she's billed, and she says, this place is a dump. You should go back to New Jersey. And he's like, how did you know where I was from? And she says, because I'm from New Jersey. Hmm. Matt? Yeah, is this Mrs. Tremont? <laughs> yes, it is. This is uh, <laughs> Mrs. Uh, Francis Bay plays lady with dog who played Mrs. Tremont in Twin Peaks. Nice. Ah. Ah. Matt, Matt had a Twin Peaks podcast. Yeah. Uh, it still does, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's, go, uh, it's going on ten years since that since that podcast. Oh wow! Um, next uh, next April, which is the tenth anniversary of the first episode, I think I'm going to start uploading uploading them weekly to YouTube because they're no longer on iTunes or anything. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, Francis Bay is not from New Jersey. No, <laughs> she is from Alberta, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Fellow Canadian, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, TV roles, she was Mrs. Claus in an episode of Amazing Stories, the one with Santa Claus. Uh, she guested on the TV show Sidekicks, which I think we need to cover at least one episode of in this in this podcast. <laughs> sidekicks. Um, she was in an X-Files episode, uh, Excelsis Day, the one where the all the old people were getting down with a ghost, I think, or something. I can't remember. <laughs> Uh, fun fact, she was on the final episodes of Happy Days, Who's the Boss, and Seinfeld. Whoa, she kills she's a lot a show, of shows. I was going to say, she's a show killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, movies she's been in, Big Top Pee Wee, Twins, Arachnophobia, In the Mouth of Madness. Uh, but um, many people in pop- popular culture probably know her as the grandma from Happy Gilmore. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like you said, Twin Peaks. Uh, she's in other David Lynch stuff. She was Aunt Barbara in Blue Velvet. She was Madam in Wild at Heart. And uh, yeah, like you said, Twin Peaks. Um, she's good at playing creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she also. She had a, oh. Sorry, she had, I don't. I find her career in fast. Her career arc fascinating. Yeah, um, yeah. Because she did some like radio work in the 30s, is what I found. And then right. she like. She and her she like started to raise a family and like she and her husband moved to like Cape uh, in, in South Africa. If oh I, really? If I'm remembering correctly. And um and then like she didn't do anything until the 70s when she was in her when she was like in her 50s. Wow. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She died 
in 2011 at 92 she was still working um in 2002 she had a car accident and had to have part of her right leg amputated so she wore a prosthetic for the rest of her career she got right back to work (laughs) wow i didn't know that yeah and she returns in karate kid 3 really (laughs) i don't remember that at all i don't either and she actually has a name in that movie so i'm wondering does she get just get a name in that movie or is she playing a different character i I haven't watched three in a while it looks like i'll have but uh yeah uh so some good stuff there um do you guys have anything else for this minute that you wanted to talk about before we get into our spoiler talk i don't think so no that we covered all my notes cool uh, well, David, this is the time. You, obviously, you can't be in every minute of Karate Kid. Minute, sure. But if there's some stuff coming up in the future of this movie or even other stuff in the Karate Kid franchise you wanted to talk about, this is the time. Okay. Uh, what you got? Um, so I actually did, uh, in, in preparation for this, I watched my three minutes, obviously, but I also did a full rewatch of the movie. Um, nice. And I, I was, it, it's, for some reason, until I watched the movie, I never remember the scene where Miyagi gets drunk Uh. and he, you know, and he starts talking to Dan, Daniel shows up. This is after, after he's had his little incident at the, at the Encino Oaks country club and he's covered in marinara sauce (laughs) in his white outfit with his red jacket. Um, And Miyagi starts talking about how, you know, he's, he was in the military and uh, signed up to send to, to kill many Germans. Um, I, I love that scene and, and every time I watch it, for some reason, it doesn't stay with me, hmm. but whenever I get to that point, I'm like, oh yeah, this happens. And I love it because there's so much, there is so much interesting information given and it's not done in a, in like an exposition dump kind of way. We see newspapers that talk about the Manzanar internment camps. We see a telegram, um, telling, uh, Miyagi that his wife and child have you know died in childbirth Um, it's there's some really some really sad stuff going on Uh, there's some really interesting stuff that I think works well to deepen the relationship between um, between Daniel and Miyagi Uh, and there's that moment right at the end of the scene where Daniel has put uh, Miyagi to bed he's read the telegram and he just stands up and he bows to him and he leaves. Yeah. And it's that's, just it's that's probably like the one of the three most beautiful scenes in yep. the entire series. Like yeah. right. that scene that scene, the you're the best friend I've ever had scene. And uh-huh. and my aforementioned season two, Daniel and Daniel's mom talking about uh their memories of his father. I mm. would throw I would throw a fourth scene in there. The uh, the tea scene right before the typhoon or hurricane or whatever it is comes in uh, Karate Kid Part Two yes. with with, yeah. him and, with him and Kimiko, uh, Kumiko. That's really um, good. That's mm-hmm. that's a beautiful scene as well. I am a man. We'll get to it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, David, for uh, sharing that uh, and uh, and coming by our podcast and chatting with us this week. Um, oh, I'm happy to do it. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Glad you're our first guest. Uh, so uh, all the other guests have to have to live up to that. So hmm. uh, I'll, I'll send this recording out as a warning. So I'll preview. <laughs> <laughs> Do better. No, no, I'm just kidding. I tried. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you must podcast I try, at least as well. I try and set a low bar. 
So. <laughs> well, it's Friday, and we want to let our, let you get your plugins, uh, <laughs> your plugins. Uh, if, you know, if if the room is smelling bad, but also get your plugs in. Uh, plug it plug in, up. plug it in. <laughs> oh, I was thinking like I was thinking like auto tune. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So I did a I did a movies by minute podcast, the everlasting minute. That was a. a a, a minute a minute by minute breakdown of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the original 1971 version starring uh, Gene Wilder. Uh, we do not talk about the other version um, <laughs> because I have no I have no interest in talking about the other oh, version. Uh, I also did I also did another podcast uh, called Podvocacy, which is still available. Uh, we we don't do it anymore, but it's it was just a general pop culture podcast. Uh, we talked about all sorts of television shows, movies, and that kind of stuff. Uh, Podvocacy.com. Cool. All right, man. Uh, thanks again for joining us and thank you, Matt, for, uh, putting up with, uh, my nonsense for another week. <laughs> no problem. And until next time, this place is a dump. You should go back to New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a very short movie. <laughs>